discernment, Pastor Jason and Sister Holly. So thankful for people that are led by God, that walk in the Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. I'm very thankful. I'm going to give honor to them for the opportunity to be here. I do not want to, to be a, a quench of the Spirit. I don't want to stall anything or do anything, but I'm going to just obey the Holy Ghost, and we're going to move right in. Thank you, Jesus. I believe at any moment this service could have shot off even more than it has, but we're following the Holy Ghost, and if, if that's what he wants us to do, we're going to do it. Amen? Amen. Amen. My first scripture is Matthew 5, chap, uh, chapter 5, verses 14 through 16. If you can go ahead and get that ready, Brother Donnie. We've been doing Bible studies in Umatilla, Florida, and uh, me and Bishop and, and a few others have been going over there doing Bible studies. And we were in the book of John, and he said, a bishop was teaching, and he said something that kind of struck me, and it's, it's been with me for a few weeks. I've been thinking about it, praying about it, been uh, studying it. And he said, darkness is always here. It's, it's, never, it's never away from us. The only reason that we don't have darkness now is because we have lights on. As soon as we flip the switch and the lights go off, darkness is here. When you're driving in the middle of the night and your lights are shining in front of your car, before you got there, it was dark. When you left, it was dark. It is always there. Darkness is always here. And that just struck me. I never really thought about it that way. The only reason that we have light outside is because the sun decides to come up. If it didn't, we would be in darkness all the time. And so that, that is the thought that would just, it just struck me. It's like, if that's in the physical, then what is it in the spiritual? And I begin to pray and, and read and study. And so Matthew chapter 5, verses 14, Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. And we were in, in that book of John and we've been going through it. And, and there's a reason he's called John the Revelator. There's just so much meat in there about the oneness of Jesus Christ and the light of the world and going through it. So if we were to go, if we were to, to go in the middle of the night, if you, can, if you can picture with me, somebody driving down a long highway in the middle of the night, not, not, not having anything around, no civilization, just driving maybe somewhere in, I don't know, Arizona or New Mexico where there's just long strips of nothing. And they're driving, but they can see that little light. Maybe they're running out of gas. Maybe they're getting tired. They need to sleep somewhere. And they can see that little light. Yeah. That little light is just a little, a little light of hope. Somebody is here. Somebody. Somebody is there. I don't know if it's a gas station. I don't know if it's a, another car. Maybe they can help me. But just that light. Yeah. It's just, and there's just darkness. Genesis chapter 1. I'm going to move kind of quick. Genesis chapter 1, verses 2 and 3. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. When God created heaven and earth, darkness was upon the face of the waters. It says, then the Spirit of God moved, and let there be light. He spoke the light into existence. He didn't say, let there be darkness, now let there be light. That's not what he said. He created the heavens and the earth. And then he said, it's dark, it's without void. Let me speak light into it. And he spoke in light was spoken into existence. Thomas Edison has been credited with creating, uh, creating the incandescent light bulb, as we know today. 
We're thankful for that. No one has ever been credited with created darkness. Nobody has. Not that I know of. Nobody has. It's like God himself. He was here before all this, obviously. So when people are born into this world, when we, each and every one of us, whether we're in the church or we've never heard Jesus preached, we were born in darkness. Psalms 51 and 5 says, Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Light must be created. God is that light that comes in for each and every one of us at different times, different ways, but God's that light. God was the creator of physical light, but he's the giver of spiritual light. But what is it about light that makes it so great? What is this, this comparison, this contrast between light and darkness? What is the, the meat of it all? What does it really mean? I'm going to give you just a few things to go through real quick. There's a group, and some of the young people know that I like this group a lot. It's called Ren Collective. They're a Christian group. They're from Northern Ireland. I really like their folksy style. And their, their song that got them famous on the radio was a song called My Lighthouse. And, and their, their uh, I'm not going to sing it for you, don't worry, you can look it up later. But their lyrics were, uh, My Lighthouse, uh, you know, he's talking about you're going to lead me safe to shore. Through the storms of life and through the, the tossing and the turning of waves of life, the crashing down, the storms that we go through, Jesus is that, that lighthouse that's saying, I'm a light, here, here I am, there's, there's safety right here, this is the shore, you can make it. And, and so I was like, man, that's, yeah, that's a great song, I really like that song. And, and forgive me of this carnal example, but uh, back in the 90s there was a movie called A Bug's Life, some of you may know it. And, and in, that, in that cartoon movie, it was a cartoon movie, totally Great. Yeah, Pixar. In that, in that cartoon, there was two flies flying through the air. They're flying, and one says, No, Harry, don't go towards the light. And Harry says, I can't help it. It's so beautiful. And zap, the buzz zapper got him, just like that, and you, you see him falling. It's that light. It's the beautiful. It's the attraction of the light. Flies love the light, as do we, apparently. And many people may also know this. I'm Tom Bodette from Motel 6. We'll leave the light on for you. What is that? That has been famous for 25 years, people. I looked it up. 25 years, a slogan. Nobody even uses Motel 6, but it's still famous. We have like Sheratons and Country Inns and Holiday Inn, but what's Motel 6? Nobody knows, but that slogan was around for 25 years. We'll leave the light on for you. What is it? That's that comfort. That's that welcoming. Like, hey, we, we want you to come visit us. We're going to be here. And so just if you, or maybe if you were a kid and your parents left you, like a, uh, you know, not like a kid, maybe like a teenager or something, because none of these people, I don't think anybody would do this if you're old, of course, but you're home all alone and it's nighttime. They went out for dinner, went to the store and you're turning every light on in the house. You're just running through, flop, flop, flop. Like I ain't getting attacked by anything lurking in the dark, you know? As if, as if when the light's on, like, spiders and snakes and goblins don't come out. It's only in the dark that they lurk. But, but I mean, I think you guys, I mean, I, I don't want to say I was ever afraid of the dark. <laughs> Serious. <laughs> and, and so we can compare ourselves. We can understand. And these are just ways to describe the light or those lights that are in, I think it's universal or it's one of the theme parks. They're, they're, they're on the ground, but they, they go like this in the air and you can drive by and you're just looking at them. Why, why do people do that? Why, what's with lights? What makes lights so attracting? And you know what? People that are, are tourists maybe or maybe I've never been to that spotlight. Man, I'm going to find out what that is. Brother David Asel, I told him, I said, I'm going to use you in my sermon, David. 
Brother David, and, and he, he, he was asking what it was. And, and when he was in New York, New York State, he, he lived there. He, he didn't live in the city with the, the big buildings and the bright lights. But he said, those lights, somebody put those lights in around his area. And he said, I got to find out what's going on. I never seen those before. Why are they here? And so he drove around town trying to find those. And it was a car lot. And they were saying, come check us out, see what we got. I don't know if he bought a car or not, but it worked. It got him to the car lot. And that's the point. That's what lights can do. That's the purpose. That's what a light is. It draws people. I don't know why it is. I never really thought. It's so simple. It's, it's the wow factor. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to shock you guys tonight. This whole light concept that's been around for a while, you know. But I was thinking about it, like, I don't know. The wow factor. Me and my wife went to um, Mount Dora yesterday, and we're, and we're sitting there eating a cupcake. And across the street, there's a, a gift shop called the Wow Factory. And so the rest of the day, every time we said that, we're like, wow, wow. Like, we, it just came out, wow, yeah, wow. So, so it, but it's so simple, it's going to wow you tonight. This, this, this light, this comparison, this contrast of, of light and darkness and what light does. So if this is how the physical light works, if this is how it makes people feel in the physical and the natural, I got to get to the light. I, I, I want to know what's going on. What's going on over there? If, if a light on at a hotel makes people feel welcomed and comfortable, what is it in the spiritual? What is the light? Why does God use light for us in the word of God over and over and over again? And God says, I am the light. What is it about this light? And so that's what we're going to talk about a, for a few minutes. Uh, spiritually, people are searching for a light. Spiritually, people are roaming, going through life. Hands up, maybe, in the, in the dark. I don't, I don't know what's out. I don't, I, don't know, I don't understand life. I don't understand this concept of, of like, what's it all about? There's got to be something more to life than what I'm doing right now. And they're trying to find that, that glow, that, that light that comes in the distance. Maybe those lights that are up. And they're going through the air. And I've got I to find out what's going on. What's with that light? They're looking for a light that will bring them safely to shore. And, and they're going to direct the way. That light that directs the way. So I'm here to ask you tonight, is your light shining? Is your light shining? Is it drawing people's attention? Am I letting my light shine? This is for me. If it's not for us, it's for me. I've been convicted. I've been praying, God, help me to be a light. Help me not to put a, a bushel over my light with, with the busyness of life. And I'm just going through it. And I just put a bushel over it. And I don't talk to people in the store. And I don't try to reach out. And, I, and I'm not sensitive in the spirit if I'm praying for a need. But is your light shining? How I treat people every day matters. How I respond to situations on the job matters. People see what we are doing. Is your light shining tonight? Show people kindness even when they don't deserve it. Let them see your good works and glorify God. Love people. Go the extra mile. Pray for them if they got a need. Share your testimony. Give them a church card. Throw out a lifeline. Teach them a Bible study. Is your light shining tonight? If we've got the Holy Ghost, we should be a bright and burning light. A bright light in this, this dark world. That's full of mess and junk and, and things that people go through every day. We have power to become witnesses of Jesus Christ, the Bible tells us, if we've got the Holy Ghost. We must be walking in the Spirit, praying in the Spirit, praying in the Holy Ghost. The Bible says to build yourselves up in the Spirit, praying in the Holy Ghost. So this is a two-part message. One, it could be an encouragement for you. If you've got the Holy Ghost, if you're a light, I'm here to encourage you to let your light shine. I'm here to tell you, don't put a bushel on it. Don't put a bushel. We're a city set on a hill. We're there for a purpose. We're here to help people. And the second part is, is maybe you're not understanding, well, how can I be a light? If, 
if we've obeyed the word of God, if we've obeyed Acts 2.38, we're called the children of light. Been born again, baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost. We're children of the light. But you say, what if I don't understand? What if maybe I don't have the Holy Ghost? What if I don't understand what's been going on? Well, I'm glad you asked. That's the second part of the message. And we're almost done, I promise. First John 1 and 5. God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. God is light. Not that he is a light. He is light. He is the light. Matthew 17, verses 1 and 2. And after six days, Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John, his brother, and bringeth them up into a high mountain part, and was transfigured before them. And his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment was white as the light. And in John chapter 8, verse 12, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. God is light. God is light. He, he just shines. He shows when Moses went up into uh, Mount Sinai, I believe, with the uh, stones for the Ten Commandments, and he came down. They had to put a veil on his face so he could talk to the people because he was with God. He said the presence of the Lord descended onto the mountain, and it was shining so bright that Moses' face was shining. His face, his skin was bright and shining. Because when he had been with Jesus, he, he, was, he was like Jesus. And when they were on the Mount Transfiguration, they were like Jesus. The, the light was so bright that it was on them and they were shining. If God is light, if he is the light, and we were just talking about in the physical, it, it brings hope, it brings comfort, it brings clarity, it gives direction. What is God if God is light? God is hope. God brings comfort. God brings enlightenment and understanding. He brings safety. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Just as light is, that's what God is. God is the light. John 1 and 4, speaking of Jesus, he was the life, and the life was the light of men. I had some technical difficulties beforehand. I'm using old-fashioned paper. They're sticking together. John 1 and 4, he was the life, and the life was the light of men. Speaking of Jesus, John 1 and 9, he is the true light that lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Lighteth every man that cometh. What does that mean, he lighteth every man? That cometh, in, cometh into the world. He's the true light. This word lighteth means to enlighten, to illuminate, bring to light, to give light, or to make see. So we can read it. He is the true light that trying to make see for every man that comes into the world. Or he's trying to make every man see when he comes into the world. Or he's trying to bring light to every man that comes into the world. Or he's trying to enlighten him. He's trying to give him some knowledge, some understanding. Well, what is it that he's wanting us to see when we come into the world? I'm glad you asked again. You're so kind. Thank you. I love this dialogue we've got going. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 4 through 6. In whom the God of this world, the little g God of this world, hath blinded the minds of them. He blinded it. If we're trying to bring light to something, we try to uncover it. We try to, to shine on it. We try to bring some focus to it. But we're trying to blind something or trying to cover something up. We're trying to cover a sin up. You cover it. You smother it. You don't want it to be seen. Light and darkness. He's trying to blind the minds of them which believe not. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. So lest the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ should shine unto them. What is he trying us to see? What is he trying to get us to, to shine up? He's trying us to see the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what he came here to do was to show the way. The way, the truth, and the life. 
Verse 5 says, For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves, your servants, for Jesus' sake, for God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts, to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Jesus wanted the light of the gospel to shine unto every man. Every man he wanted to. So what then is the gospel? If, if God is trying to shine unto us the gospel, if he's trying to tell us, hey, this is what I wanted you to see, what is it? What is the gospel? 1 Corinthians 15, verses 1 through 4. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel, which I preached unto you, which also you have received, and wherein you stand. Verse 2, by which you are also saved. What saves us? The gospel. The for, we're talking about the gospel here. By which you are saved. If you keep in memory that which I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how Christ died for our sins. According to the scriptures, I'm sorry, you could go. And that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Therefore, the gospel, in a nutshell, is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So is this the light that he wanted us to see? The gospel of Jesus Christ? Well, if this is so great, if this gospel is so great, if this is what God was wanting us to see, what is the gospel? Romans 1 and 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. This gospel that God was trying to show people, what he came to do, is the gospel, it's the gospel of salvation. It's the power of God unto salvation. This gospel of Christ. The gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection. Well, how do I get saved if God died, if he was buried, and he rose again? How am I saved? 2 Thessalonians 1 and 8 says, In flaming fire taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. People say, how can we obey the gospel? We're going to find out. But if, if the Bible says that they, if, if people can find a way to obey not the gospel, then there's a way to obey the gospel. If, it's, if it works on one side, it's got to work on the other side. We can obey the gospel, and that's, what, and that's what we're here to find out. That's what we can do. It has three parts. Just as, as, as Jesus Christ died, buried, and rose again, how do we obey his death? Romans chapter 6, the first four, voice, the first four verses say, What shall we say then, in verse 1, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? If we are dead to sin, how do we live any longer therein? We've got to die, not physically, but spiritually, but we've got to die in our flesh. Not die where, where I'm out of this world, but die to my sins, die to my flesh, the flesh that I was born into. That, that sin and that iniquity that I came to this world and I've got to die out. We've got to die not physically, but to our sins. We ask God to forgive us and we turn away and say, God, I don't want to live this way anymore. I want to live the way that is pleasing to you. I don't want to do the things that I used to do, the things that the world does I don't want to do. But, and this is called repentance. And that is how we obey the death of Jesus Christ. We die out to our sins. And how do we obey his burial? Verses 3 and 4 of the same chapter. Know ye not that so many of us were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death. Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death. We obey his burial by baptism into water, baptism into his name. And since Jesus Christ is the one that died for me and he died for you, that's the one that I'm going to get baptized into. That's the name that I want to take. When I go down in the water, I'm going to take on the name of Jesus Christ. For he's the one who went to the cross and was crucified and was buried and rose again. 
and it just keeps getting better. How to obey his resurrection, Second Corinthians 3 and 6 says, Who also hath made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the Spirit? For the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. The Spirit gives life. The Holy Ghost brings life, brings new life. Receiving the Spirit of God is, is receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost. When, I'm sorry, when you repent and you're baptized in Jesus' name, you are able to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, speaking in other tongues. And, and, and we all know this in, in Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. Peter, who had the keys to the kingdom of heaven, the keys, the entrance to the kingdom of heaven. Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection. And we can obey the gospel by repenting, being baptized in Jesus' name, and receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's when you can receive a light and be a light to this world. If you've already received the Holy Ghost, can you stand and lift your hands unto the Lord? If you've spoken in tongues, you're a light to this world. You're a city that's set on a hill. God, I don't want to put a bushel on this light anymore. God, this is the way into heaven. This is for the kingdom of God. I don't want to go. I don't want to just do this by myself. I want to take everybody I can with me. I want my family to be saved. I want my co-workers to be saved. I want my neighbors to be saved. Everybody is given the opportunity to go into heaven. I want them to hear the the book, uh, the book of Acts preached. I want us to experience the book of Acts. I want them to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to let my, sh my light shine before men. I want them to see my good works and glorify God. I want God to, to help them, to raise them up, to heal them, to deliver them, to set them free. I want to be a light. Let your light shine. Let your light shine. Don't put a bushel on it. Don't try to cover with the busyness of life. Don't try to cover with the things that we go through in our own life. But when you go out of this world, you're going to walk into spiritual darkness. We've got to be a light to this world they're looking. They're searching for something. They're looking for something. There's got to be something more. There's got to be something that I'm missing. Why am I going through so much pain and agony and turmoil? I've got to be reaching for something. There's got to be something more in this life. It's the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, clap your hands unto the Lord one more time. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise the Lord, everybody. Let's give the Lord another hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank God for Brother Trace and that amazing word. Hallelujah. We all need to be lights. I want to thank God before I get into my message from my smoking hot wife. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> I've been being told I better thank God for my wife. I thank God also for my mother and my grandma sitting back in the back. Thank you, Jesus. My ladies, my girls, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. While you're standing, I want to read from Romans uh, chapter 13, verses 11 and 12. Praise the Lord. And that knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believe. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. One more scripture, Ecclesiastes chapter 11 and verse 3. It says, If the clouds be full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. And if the tree fall toward the south or toward the north, 
in the place where the tree falleth, there it shall be. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, I pray you touch your people tonight by the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. God, let your hand and your anointing rest upon me. God, I pray that the people hear your voice, not mine tonight. God, I give you the glory and you alone. In Jesus' name, clap your hands and you may be seated. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I don't have a title. Praise the Lord, but I pray you just follow me. Brother Trey said he was kind of old school for using paper. Well, I got no card. Hallelujah. So just bear with me. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But you see the first verse, the first scripture that I read, Romans, telling us it's time to wake up. Hallelujah. Our salvation is getting nearer than when we first believed. Praise God, your salvation, it didn't just stop when you went down in the water and got filled with the Holy Ghost. I want to tell you tonight, praise the Lord, Jesus is on his way back here. And he's on his way back for a holy church. He's on his way back for a righteous church. He's on his way back for a clean church. And the apostolic church of Jesus Christ must be ready because the time is winding down. Hallelujah. Praise God. We wasted too much time. My brother was talking about being a light. Praise the Lord. And that goes right along with the time winding up. We wasted enough time. My God, playing around. Why don't you just become the light that God made you and shine on in this world. My God, be who God called you to be. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I'll tell you what. I got a lot of friends that are backslidden. I got some friends that are on the edge. Praise God, and a lot of good friends that are still in the church right now. But I want to tell you something, praise the Lord. Ecclesiastes said, where the tree falleth, that's where it's going to lay at. I want to tell you tonight, saint, sinner, backslider, wherever you at tonight, if Jesus was to come back tonight, that's exactly where you're going to be in eternity. If you're in sin right now and the Lord comes back tonight, you will spend eternity in you'll spend eternity in the lake of fire you're going to be lost you're going to be lost If you're saved tonight, don't have no fear. Just keep on doing what you know to do. Just keep on being a light. Just keep on living right. Just keep on praying. Keep on walking on. Hallelujah. And when Jesus comes, you'll be caught up to meet him in the air. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Uh, Revelation, brother. Uh, hallelujah. Revelation chapter 2. Uh, yeah, that's it. 22. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. And he which is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. Praise the Lord. I'm going to tell you something. If you're waiting on Jesus to come back before you change your life, you better read this scripture. Because when he gets back, the unjust going to be unjust still. The filthy going to be filthy still. The righteous going to be righteous still. The holy going to be holy still. And there's nothing that's going to change that. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you tonight, my God, my brother got up here and he talked about the gospel. Don't wait to fulfill the gospel in your life. Praise the Lord, because when Jesus comes back, let me tell you, get your mind off politics. Get your mind off Obama. He can't help you. Right. Hallelujah. Just because you hear his name and Benjamin Netanyahu in the news every day, you better get your mind on Jesus. Get your mind on Jesus. Get your mind on Jesus. 
It don't matter who you put in office. If you ain't got the Holy Ghost, when Jesus come back, you're still going to be lost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Still going to be lost. Hallelujah. It's not a popular message. I know everybody want to go to heaven. And I'm glad you want to go to heaven. But it's only one way to heaven. You can't do it your way. You can't live like you want to live. And I'm going to tell you something. Everybody makes mistakes. Praise God, we all make mistakes. But I'm going to tell you something. Making a mistake is not an excuse for you trying to erase the word of God. The word of God stands forevermore, forever, oh Lord. Thy word is settled in heaven. You can't change it. You can't rearrange it. You can't erase it. It is what it is. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to go to 2 Corinthians 6 and 2. Oh, yeah. But he said, I have heard thee in a time accepted, accepted, and in the day of salvation have I secured thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Saint, sinner, backslider, listen to me. Tonight is your night. Tonight is your night. If you're saved and you just need to be renewed, tonight is your night. Don't wait till tomorrow. Oh, backslider, if you've been on the edge and you've been out in the world, oh, it's time to come back home. It's time to come back home. It's time to come back home. My God and God is waiting out with his arms open wide, trying to receive you, showing that he has grace for you, showing that he has mercy on you. But the hour is coming. Bless God, where that mercy will be no more. Hallelujah. Now is the day. I've had friends and I've had family. And there was a time that I said the same thing. When it's my time to get saved, I get saved. When it's my time. No, there's no such thing as your time. Now is the time. From the moment you first hear the gospel preached, it's your time. God did not send his word out void. He did not just do it just because. Bless God, if you heard this word, if you heard this gospel, tonight is your night. Today is your day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I want to I wanna go to uh, John 6 and, and 70. Verse 70. Yeah. Man, y'all doing good. That's Brother Donnie. Jesus answered them, Have not I chosen you twelve, and one of you is a devil? Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. That verse right there, that's what gives me courage, and that's what gives me strength. When worthy people say, I don't want to go to church because there's hypocrites in the church. Jesus chose all 12 of them, and he said, one of you is a devil. He chose the devil too, folks. So if you got a church, don't have a devil or two, maybe you got a problem. Because Jesus' church had a devil. Praise the Lord. And I'm going to tell you something, everybody in the church not going to be right, but that ain't no excuse for you to live like the devil. <laughs> Hallelujah. You just do what God told you to do. He said, come out from among them and be separated. My God, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, not them. It ain't about everybody else. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Come on. Yeah. You know, you can fall from grace too. 
It's not for the church to be pointing fingers at everybody, talking about who fell and who did what. Let me tell you something. I made a lot of bad mistakes, and if it had not been for the mercy of God, I'd have been in hell tonight. But I thank God for his mercy, and you better thank God for his mercy because it don't matter how holy you look. It don't matter how holy you act. God knows your heart. God knows what you've done. Second Chronicles 7, 14. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Second Chronicles. We all know it. There we go. If my people which are called by my name, talking about the church, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then, look at this word, then, then will I hear from heaven. And I will forgive their sin, and I'll heal their land. Now, I've had this discussion with a lot of people, and people try to tell me that it doesn't matter what state you're living your life in, that God just hears you and is going to answer your prayer. That is a lie. You hear it? It's a lie. Now, I'm going to tell you, it's a lot of people don't agree with that. They don't like it. But the Word of God says what it says, praise God, that then is there for a reason. That means if, if, if it's a then, that means before he wasn't listening. Now, I'm not going to listen until you humble yourself and turn. God's not hearing you until you repent. You can pray for whoever you want to pray for. You can go to church as many times a week as you want to. But until you get a repentant heart and a repentant mind and a godless sorrow, God's not even hearing you until you repent. Hallelujah. Oh, give the Lord a praise. Hallelujah. Isaiah 59 and 1 and verse 2. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save. Neither is his ear heavy that it cannot hear. But your iniquity have separated between you and your God and your sins have hid his face from you that he will what? Say it. So don't tell me God hears you all the time. You got to repent. That's what he's hearing. Everything else is a tinkling cymbal and sounding brass in his ears until you repent. And when you repent, then God's ear will come open unto you. I know you don't like it, but it's the truth anyhow. Praise God. Thank God I got a wife now. I don't have to worry about making friends and I can just preach the truth just like it is. Hallelujah. Glory to God. John chapter 9 verse 31. I'm going to deal with this for a few minutes. Now we know that God heareth what? But if any man be a and what? What? Da, 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 da. It's the word of God, ain't it? Here's what it is. Well, Jesus didn't say that. Don't matter. A lot of things written down in this book, Jesus didn't say it. He didn't say it, but he surely inspired it. All scripture is given by the inspiration of God. All of it. If it don't mean what it say, you tell me what it means. Praise the Lord. Still talking about repentance. Matthew 8 and th- 3. We're going to talk about this now. And he said, Verily I say unto you, 
except ye be converted and become as a little child, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Well, let me tell you, it's a lot of folks in church, they shout, run the aisles, talk in tongues, and go smoke a cigarette and drink liquor and run women and do everything under the sun that's not like God. You know why? They have not been converted. You look at Peter. Brother Trace talked about Peter. God gave him the keys to the kingdom. Praise the Lord. And I got this scripture, but I'm probably not going to read it. But Jesus told Peter, when you are strengthened, when you are converted, then you strengthen the brethren. Now, by this point, people would think that Peter was saved. Think that he was all right. He was good. But Jesus said, you haven't been converted, Peter. Peter said, well, I'm doing good. I go to church. I speak in tongues. I Whatever. But let me tell you something. Peter had a revelation of the mighty God in Christ. Read it for yourself. He had a revelation. Peter seen devils cast out, cast out some himself. Huh? Praise the Lord. Laid hands on the sick. Sick got healed. And at this point, and that was all about this point. And then Peter says, Jesus says to him, except ye be converted. Told Peter, when you are converted. I'm going to tell you something. You can have a revelation of the one God. And you can speak in tongues. And you can shout. And you can dance. But until you get converted, you won't have any power to stay out of sin. And I'm going to tell you something. God dealt with me on this. Bless God that it's a lot of people, and myself included. When I first got in church, I couldn't understand it. And then when I tell my testimony, when I have time to tell it, I always tell people, you know, at first, I just kind of went along. I went through the motions. I dressed right. I tried to do this. But then I just started slipping away. You know why? I hadn't been converted. There's people in the building tonight, you have not been converted. If you get converted, I'm talking about getting all, re- all the way in the Holy Ghost. If you get converted, you'll leave those cigarettes alone. If you get converted, you'll leave that beer alone. If you get converted, you'll put that woman out your house that's not your wife. Bless God, you'll leave that man alone, and you'll get on the altar and keep on shouting and dancing. Hallelujah. When conversion happens, it changes you. It changes you. I'm going to tell you something. I found myself, even now, yeah, I've been converted. But just like Paul said, I have to die daily. I have to be converted over and over and over. I have to be changed. When you're converted, you're changed. I have to be changed over and over and over. Because if I don't, the old me will come out. Let me tell you something. Create in me a clean heart and renew the right spirit within me. That is who we are. That's who we have to be. We have to continue to pray, God, create in me a clean heart. Because without you, I can do nothing. Without you, I'm not right. People tonight... Maybe you've been on the edge. Maybe you don't know which way to turn. But I'm going to tell you tonight, the Holy Ghost is your answer. And not everybody may not understand what I'm saying when I talk about the prayer. That's not the focus of my message, so don't get hung up on that. But I will tell you this. I do know, I'm not saying that God doesn't hear you if you don't go down in the water. But I'm going to tell you, God doesn't hear you if you don't have a mind to hear God. That's what I'm saying. I want, brother, jump back to Proverbs 28 and 9, please. 
28 and 9. That's not right. I appreciate it, though. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. He that turneth away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayer shall be abomination. I'm not talking about people that don't know nothing because we see through Cornelius in the Bible that Cornelius got his prayers through, but he wasn't saved because the, the man of God had to come and show him the way to be saved. But those that turn away from this, that don't have the mind to even be saved, that don't have a mind to be in the house of God, you can pray and pray and pray. But why should God hear you when you're not hearing him? Why should God do what you ask him when you won't do what he asks you? Let me tell you something. God don't owe us anything. He's already done enough. He's already done enough. And if you cannot figure that out, well, I'm afraid there's no help for you. If you don't understand that God has done all that needs to be done for you and me, you're lost. Hear me? You're lost. Get it in your heart. You are lost. Let me tell you something. It ain't easy. I know some people think, well, Brother Jarrell, he just called a preacher. It's just, no, it's not easy to get up and tell the truth like it is. When you know you got siblings out there living like the devil, and you got parents that are lost, and you got grandparents that are lost, it's not easy to stand behind this pulpit and preach the truth. But bless God, I believe it with all of my heart. the will of God that any should perish. <laughs> if you're in here tonight and you've been on the edge, I'm going to tell you something. God does not want you to walk out of this building without doing what you know you need to do. If you're just backslidden, you need to repent and pray back through to the Holy Ghost and speak in tongue till your mouth is on fire. And if you've never known God, I'm going to tell you something. You need to repent tonight. You need to repent it. The water's ready. You need to go down in the water in Jesus' name and get your sins washed away. And then you need to let God fill you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost that you might walk in the newness of life. I'm going to tell you something. I'm just a young man. Bless God, truth be told, I slang fertilizer for a living. So when you look at me, I may not be much. And I don't want you to consider me to be much because I'm nobody. Praise the Lord. It's just my lot, praise God, to preach tonight. But I'm going to tell you something. I can be lost just like everybody else. And you can walk out of here and you can pay no attention to what Brother Trey said. I'm telling you in the Lord tonight and you can 
Do whatever you want. You may not want to receive it. That's fine. But I'm going to tell you something. If you reject the word that Brother Trey spoke tonight, if you reject the word that God used me to speak tonight, you will be judged by God if you do not repent. And that is in Jesus' name. You need to repent tonight. Hallelujah. I wish everybody would stand right now. Oh, God, search us, Lord. Search us, Lord. God, everything in our heart that's not like you. God, every wicked way that's not like you. Oh, the altar is open. If you're not right with God, just come on. He said, well, I don't know how to live for God. I know I, I will fail if I get in. I want to tell you something. God's not going to let that happen to you. If you don't want it to happen, God will help you every step of the way. Oh, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Oh, God, touch right now. God, touch right now. God, we don't want to be lost. There's not one man, not one woman in this building tonight that wants to be lost. God, there's not one child in this house tonight that wants to be lost. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, God, we're crying out for our lost loved ones tonight. God, touch that backslidden son. Touch that backslidden daughter. Touch that backslidden mother, that backslidden father tonight, God. Oh, God. You see your people tonight crying out. God knows the struggle. God knows your struggle. But don't give up on God and he won't give up on you. Don't give up on God and he won't give up on you. Hallelujah. Oh God, touch the backslider tonight. Touch the backslider tonight, God. Not your will that any should perish. Not your will that any should perish. Oh, God, we lay ourselves before you for the backsliders tonight. Oh, God, touch the backsliders, Lord. Oh, God, touch the backsliders, God. God, us to be more like you, Jesus. Help us to be more like you, Jesus. God, open up the eyes of your people tonight. Touch the hearts and the minds of your people tonight, God. Oh, God, we don't want to be lost. Search us, Lord. Hallelujah. Search us, Lord. Hallelujah. Shine the light from heaven on our souls tonight. Shine the light from heaven on our souls tonight. Oh, it's not like you, Lord. God, help us to run after you, God. With all this in us, God. 
Holy Ghost is moving right now. <laughs> Obey the Lord right now. Find somebody to pray with. If you're done praying, help somebody travail for that lost loved one. Help somebody travail for that lost loved one. Oh, ministers move in Jesus' name. Let the Spirit of God lead you right now. Let the Spirit of God lead you, saints. Minister one to another right now. Oh, minister one to another right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, God, have mercy, Lord. Have mercy, Lord. Have mercy, Lord. Have mercy, Lord. Have mercy. Have mercy, God. Have mercy, Lord. We need your mercy, God. We're not perfect. Oh, God, but we know you're a perfect God. Oh, Lord, have mercy, God. Have mercy on all young people tonight. Have mercy, Lord, God. On the men of this church and the women of this church. Have mercy, God, on our lost loved ones. Oh, God. Oh, God, we thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, the Holy Ghost is moving. God is doing a special work right now. The Holy Ghost is doing a special work right now. Somebody's being converted right now. Somebody's light is coming on right now. Somebody's light is coming on right now. Oh, somebody's being renewed right now. Somebody's being restored right now. Somebody's well is starting to flow right now. Oh, the overflow is coming right now. The overflow is coming right now. Oh, the overflow is coming right now. Oh, if you don't have the Holy Ghost, you can get it right now. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, you can get it right now. Oh, it's God's promise. It's God's promise. The Holy Ghost is His promise. Oh, 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 you don't have to stay in that same old state. You don't have to be the same old person. 
You can be changed tonight. Oh, God can mend your marriage tonight. He can heal your body tonight. He can strengthen your walk with him tonight. Oh, he can restore tonight. Oh, God, heal up the brokenhearted tonight. Heal up the brokenhearted tonight. Hallelujah. The mercies of the Lord is here right now, but you have to go after it. His mercy and His grace is here, but you have to go after it. Come on, the Lord has been stirring some people here lately. There's been some strong meat set here for some people. It's strong meat for some people in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Don't allow yourself to get caught up on anything. You know in your spirit... If things are right or things are not right with God, get it right in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. God, you are more than able. Lord, you are more than able. You are more than able. Ah, come on, that's it. You got to make the decision. You got to walk every day in it in the name of Jesus. Every day you got to walk in it. Walk in the light as he is in the light. Walk in the light as he is in the light. Jesus name. Jesus name. Jesus name. Be renewed in the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Come on, that's it. Stepping out of that darkness into the marvelous light. Stepping out of darkness into that marvelous light. Stepping out of darkness into that marvelous light. Being born again of the water and of the Spirit. Hallelujah, Jesus. God, you know all. You see all. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus.
Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. People being renewed, being filled, being touched by the power of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I am so thankful for both of these men of God preaching tonight. Aren't you thankful for them? Apostolic doctrine. I think it's a wonderful thing. Sometimes when you have preached so long, even the hard sayings, you're used to making them nice and sweet. You get really good. It's like cooking a steak. You know, oh, you know exactly how to season it. Every now and then, you just need to let get something rare and take a bite of that thing. I thank God for His Word that is forever settled in heaven, and we need to be right. And let me tell you, this kind of preaching, if it does anything for anybody, what it does for me, it makes me want to reach the lost. It makes me say, hey, I can't just sit here. I've got to make a difference in someone's light. I've got to be the light. I've got to say the word. I've got to say it with love, but I've got to say it straight if they're going to be saved. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We've already had a move of the Holy Ghost where people were just moving in the Spirit. We've been taught the word of God. We've been preached the word of God, and I feel full in my spirit right now. Why don't you clap your hands to the Lord? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. There's a lot of strong meat going on right now. Someone was showing me some text that they sent their family. They were just saying, I want you to be saved, but it was some strong words. I want them to know. They already know the truth. It wasn't no surprise to them, but it was just a burden that someone had to reach out. And I, I don't know what all God's doing, but I personally think the Lord's coming back and people need to wake up. And uh, they're not going to wake up. They're not going to wake up. My children, when I go in there to their bed, I don't go, Hey, hey, it's time to get up for school. Let's go. No. Hey, let's go, Ben. Hey, hey, it's time to get up. Let's go. Little taps. Come on. Hey, let's go. And if I'm in a hurry, hey, 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 get up, turn the light on. Hey, what are we going to do? If we're going to wake somebody up, we've got to stop whispering everything, and we've got to say what needs to be said. Say it with love, but let's say it. Let's say it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Anything that needs to be said or done right now? God bless you. Wednesday, we're going to be here growing in the Word of God. It's Bible study time, so make sure you're here. Make sure you're here ready to study the Word of God. And uh, grow in it. Why don't you make sure you greet a few people before you go. God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.